0: When an American soldier would go over there to that woman saying they could help, then the Japanese would execute the both of them. I saw a pregnant lady behind the building step out once, and by then we all knew it was a trick. The Japanese soldiers saw that we weren't going to fall for it, so they slit her belly open in front of us. They didn't value human life. What is this project about? Alfred Hawes endured 1,321 days in a death camp. He fell into a trench when the bomb over Nagasaki went off. Had his arm severed off at the shoulder. Was only given attention five or six hours later. By which time he had almost bled out. I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to think about Alfred's brother. Who died in his arms and I want you to think about that sacrificial blood wall that makes this nation what it is
1: the veterans project is a comprehensive essay capturing the legacies of our warfighters caregivers and civilians who have stepped forward in defense of our patriotic principles in an effort to capture their stories and to never forget the staggering sacrifices of our nation's finest this is the veterans project podcast where our legacies are the mission. Here's your host, Tim K.
0: Welcome to the Veterans Project Podcast. My name is Tim K. and this is Episode 1. And I am beyond elated to bring you the project in podcast format. So, a little bit about the Veterans Project. The Veterans Project is a comprehensive black and white photographic essay One where in which I follow the veterans around from Iraq, Afghanistan, Korea, Vietnam, uh, World War II even, and photograph their life in black and white. The legacies are the mission. You guys will hear me say that many times uh, from here on out, but the point is to capture these veterans as they are in their daily lives. We want to talk about reintegration. Reintegration is a part of this mission. Um, It's an undeniable task, one in which I have found myself enraptured by some incredible men and women who have gone through some horrible, wonderful, beautiful, tragic uh, life events. And the point of the essays are to show civilians and to build that bridge and to bring us closer together, as I passionately... um, take on this task. So that's the point of the Veterans Project. This first episode is about establishing the podcast, um, but it's a little bit about behind the scenes and, and properly showing you guys what uh, what, and why I started this work. So just to give you a little background on myself, I have my bachelor's degree in digital media. Uh, I went to Southwestern, Assemblies of God for that. University. And uh, during that time when I was at that school, I got deployed right in the middle of my college baseball career to Iraq. I was with Delta Company, third of the 141 infantry. Uh, We deployed to Iraq in 2009. So during that deployment, I was just, I paid attention a lot to the guys around me and I saw so many stories. So I think part of that had kind of an effect on my storytelling ability. Um, Just seeing so many different lives uh, and legacies, uh, you know, during that time that were unfolding. And so that led me to come back, finish my final two years of college baseball, and then, you know, head into a master's degree at UT Dallas where I started off on an emerging media and communication route. Now, during this time, it was about halfway through, I kind of underwent a personal tragedy and I decided I just needed something to escape. And what brought me that escape was photography. And I remember this one moment having an incredible meeting with my photography professor, who uh, is an incredible woman, Marilyn Uh, Wallagore. She was actually a protester during the Vietnam War. And uh, she pulled me into her office and she said, you know, I know you want to do this capstone project on photography, but I would really like to talk to you about capturing our veterans' stories. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously I was kind of blown away by the fact that she was admitting to me that she was a Vietnam War protester, but I know that time was very tumultuous in our country's history. So I totally respected the fact that she was being open and honest with me uh, during this moment. So... What I decided to do was follow around some different veterans, uh, Joe Washam, uh, Carter Chick, Jesse Diana, and I believe it was Michael Gallardo were a few of my first projects, uh, Jason Stevens as well, who was a roommate of mine in college. And I wanted to properly show these guys lives, but I asked about 10 questions, um, 10 to 15. And I, and what I found during this time of photographing them in their daily lives and just asking these questions was an incredible opportunity to build a bridge and really capture our lives. I saw so many different things from these four veterans, just very unique individual lives. You had Joe Washman who was born, burned on 40% of his body and spent 27 months um, in critical care at Brooks Army Medical Center um, as part of the burn unit at Bamsey. and you had Jesse Diana, who had, you know, done multiple tours, Iraq and Afghanistan, and had gone through an unfathomable amount of, you know, mental pressure, uh, losing his wife while he's overseas, you know, the usual kind of Jody story, uh, but also, you know, still tragic to the individual. And as I came back and told these stories to this room full of liberal arts students i was kind of blown away by the reaction uh the room was silent you could hear a pin drop and all these students kind of just were quiet and then there was this big round of applause and i remember one of the judges coming up to me and shaking my hand and saying tim you can never stop doing this our stories need to be told and at the time the project was really nothing it was just you know a capstone project you know, I say nothing, but it was, you know, important to those veterans. It was important to me, and it was important to the people in that room. But besides that, nobody else really knew about it. So we're going to do that in podcast format. We're going to interview uh, the veterans of Iraq and Afghanistan. We're going to interview uh, World War II veterans, Vietnam, Korea, and we're going to interview caregivers, those who have undergone some of the worst trauma of any of us lost husbands, lost wives um, in this global war on terror. And then we're going to talk to some incredible civilians as well uh, who are doing some incredible things in the community. So that's what's going to make the podcast a little bit unique is that we're kind of Bringing this bridge in, making it a little shorter by capturing the civilian aspect of things, because that is so important. And my passion is storytelling. It's not just for the veteran. I want to make sure that everyone feels included on this journey of legacy capturing. But more than anything, I would really like to read um, a quote to help you guys understand kind of what the goal of this work is and why this is so important. Staff Sergeant Alfred Hawes was a part of the Bataan Death March, uh, 65 um, miles, I believe it was. And he was in the death camp 1,321 days. And as I drove across this eastern New Mexico plain, I was really just blown away by his story uh, as I heard about it from a friend. But my mind traveled with me as I went, it traveled to other places, it traveled to these stories, to incredible men and women, and I thought about what an incredible thing it was, amazing thing it was, that one of our greatest heroes lived in this sleepy small farming town of Logan, New Mexico, outside of Clovis. I want to read this quote to you guys, uh, because it's important. This is Alfred. My brother was in the march with me as well as my wife's brothers. My brother Claude wasn't really healthy. The lack of food, dysentery, and malaria killed a lot of us. We were together until the end, though. I was with him all the time. In fact, my brother was in my arms when he died. He couldn't eat the rice diet they gave us. They cooked the rice and gave us the starch water. He died of starvation, among other diseases. My tent was right next to his. When he got so bad he couldn't get around, I carried his food to him. I did everything I could to help him I would do whatever they'd let me do to help him Claude died in my arms and I laid him on the ground like I was supposed to then I called them over to grab him they dumped him in the trench my family wanted to bring Claude back but the bodies were in the trench for 20 years how could they possibly know it was him I told my mother that I wouldn't go to the funeral if they brought him back because I wouldn't believe it was really him The bodies were all twisted and turned, about 75 of them in one hole. The march was a long, dry, and dusty route to get to the camp. We didn't have hats or any type of covering. They made us march no matter how hot it was without water. They marched us for miles and miles and miles in the hot sun. It took us about three days to get there. Only the strong ones made it. If you fell down, the Japanese either bayoneted you, shot you, or ran you over with their trucks... One of the Japanese soldiers pulled me out of line stuck around in the revolver and shoved the barrel into my gut. He rolled the chamber, then pulled the trigger a few times. God protected me and the gun didn't go off. He yelled at me to get back in line. They didn't feed us at all and we were in the hot sun all the time. I don't have a hip anymore because the joint is rotten from the march in my diet. The Japanese would make Filipino women hide behind the trees and tell us they would help us escape. Behind the tree or a building would be the Japanese soldiers waiting for us if we tried to get away. When an American soldier would go over there to that woman saying they could help them, the Japanese would execute the both of them. I saw a pregnant lady behind the building step out once, and by then we all knew it was a trick. The Japanese soldiers saw that we weren't going to fall for it, so they slit her belly open in front of us. They didn't value human life. What is this project about? Alfred Haas endured 1,321 days in a death camp. He fell into a trench when the bomb over Nagasaki went off. Had his arm severed off at the shoulder. Was only given attention five or six hours later. By which time he had almost bled out. I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to think about Alfred's brother who died in his arms. And I want you to think about that sacrificial blood wall that makes this nation what it is. Alfred came back and became a wildland firefighter, having multiple kids, one of which I sh- still know. Uh, she's an incredible woman, Delois Hawes. And every time I read that quote, I still get teary-eyed. Why do I get teary-eyed? Because I realize... The incredible amount of sacrifice it took to give me those freedoms that I haven't to this day. Those men who bravely fought and went places where few people would ever go. And he stepped out there and did his job. And he was penalized greatly for that. You know, Alfred never complained in the time that I was with him about having to do that he never once whined he didn't cry about it he understood that it was part of the sacrifice that needed to be made for this great nation so when you're listening to this podcast i want you to listen to these incredible interviews of course and hear these men and women speak on sacrifice and integrity and honor and dignity and all the things that make us unique Uniquely free. And we're going to have some of our allies on as well, some of the British side, some of the Australian side, some of the French, maybe some Polish, um, and some of those other allies that are important to our service. But I want you to think about some of those sacrifices. I want you to think about the lives before, reintegration, post, and what makes us human. Those human qualities being the greater goal. Of this work. I started this podcast having, or this project having no clue how incredible we were. I knew part because I'd been a part of it serving overseas, but I didn't know how incredible, how unfathomable, how indescribable some of these sacrifices were that were made. And you're going to hear me use that term sacrifice a lot. Maybe I need to look at the the source. (laughs) But you're going to hear me use that term sacrifice a lot because it's so important uh, in the greater mission of what we are accomplishing as a nation. I've had many people even address the wars on terror and say, well, why are they necessary? You don't have to go over there and serve. And I guess not. But I suppose that if I didn't volunteer or my brothers and sisters didn't volunteer, then somebody else's name would be called. And that's part of the sacrifice as well. So all throughout this season, episode one, season one, this season of the podcast, we're going to have some incredible individuals on that are very important to this nation, very important to the greater mission, to the greater good, I guess you could say. And you're going to hear their lives in this podcast format, format, hear their legacies, much in the way that we've done with these black and white projects. Uh, I am admittedly now more of a photographer than I am a speaker, but I stand to learn. I stand to gain an incredible understanding about these men and women. I'm going to learn along with you here on this project, on this podcast. So as you listen in and hear these stories, again, focus on the individual and focus, what makes it, focus on what makes this nation great. And I'm going to do my best to open up these lives and share as much as I can with you, the listener, so that we can build this bridge from our veteran to our civilian communities and better understand each other. That's important. That's the human aspect. I appreciate you listening in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, We're going to have some incredible guests on. I can't wait to introduce you to some incredible men and women, some amazing men and women. And uh, listen in. Can't wait to have you. Can't wait to have you as a listener. This is going to be an incredible journey of capturing these legacies. My name is Tim K, and this is The Veterans Project. Our legacies are the mission.
1: This has been The Veterans Project podcast with our founder, Tim Kay. Check us out at www.thevetsproject.com, on Instagram at The Veterans Project, Facebook, The Veterans Project, and Twitter at Project underscore Veteran. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, our legacies are the mission.